Today is Monday, January 4th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. Welcome to our first episode and happy 2021, or at least I hope it'll be a happy 2021. The 117th Congress officially convened for the first time yesterday on Sunday, with members being sworn in and Nancy Pelosi being re-elected Speaker of the House. This is a big week with the Georgia Senate runoff elections tomorrow, January 5th, and Congress set to certify the electoral results on Wednesday, January 6th. For our first story, we have a bombshell phone call by President Trump to Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger on Saturday. Yesterday, the Washington Post released audio of their hour-long phone call in which you can hear the president pressuring Raffensperger to find enough votes to overturn his defeat. Here are some highlights. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having... The, having a correct, you, the people of Georgia are angry, and there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Look, all I want to do is this: I just want to find uh, eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up. And because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of of, uh, Georgia know that this was a scam. And because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. Okay, they hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election, you have a big election coming up on Tuesday. I know this phone call is going nowhere other than other than ultimately, you know, look, ultimately I win. Okay. In the call, you can hear Raffensperger and his office's general counsel, Ryan Germany, who was also on the call, clearly rebuffing the president's comments multiple times. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You may also recall that Biden not only won the election in Georgia, but he also won a hand recount. Trump has lost almost 60 lawsuits in his pursuit of overturning the election results. And despite his efforts to persuade Brad, he would need to overturn more states than Georgia to win the election. But what kind of election would it be without a perfect phone call from President Trump? Speaking of attempts to overturn the election, our next story is a seditious plot that emerged this weekend straight out of Congress. This weekend, Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri announced that he would join 140 Republican members of the House in rejecting the electoral results when Congress is set to formally certify them on January 6th. While this will ultimately prove ineffective because there are not enough senators willing to get on board to sustain this challenge, it will lead to several more hours of debate than necessary before the results are ultimately certified. But these unnecessary hours of debate aren't the only concerning element of this story, as it's now clear that at least 11 senators have agreed to join Senator Hawley's undemocratic challenge to the election results. The senators are Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, James Lankford, Steve Daines, John Kennedy, Marsha Blackburn, now we have another reason for Taylor Swift to hate her, Mike Braun, and Senators-elect Cynthia Loomis, Roger Marshall, Bill Haggerty, and Tommy Tuberville. And you can catch me reciting their names every night like I'm Arya Stark. 
I should also note that Vice President Pence, who will preside over the congressional session, has also signaled his support for the move, despite his actual ability to directly participate. You might be wondering, on what basis are they trying to overturn the results? Well, neither Pence nor any of these 11 clown senators are actually bringing any specific allegations of voter fraud and are basically just saying that wrongdoing might have occurred and citing poll results that show their supporters think the election was rigged. Their supporters also think that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles is running a global child sex trafficking ring and that Donald Trump is the only hope for fighting it. So, anyway... Now might be a good time for me to mention that the number of dead people who voted can be counted on less than one hand, and that all of these dead people votes were actually for Donald Trump. But in case you're still concerned, before you go frantically Googling, can the Republicans still overturn the election, I should also mention that despite this list of senators who are revealing their true anti-democracy stance, there are still a number of Republican senators who have accepted Biden's win and criticized this stunt, including John Thune, Pat Toomey, Ben Sass, Lisa Murkowski, and Mitt Romney, which is enough to certify Biden's win. My guess is that Susan Collins is still thinking about it and will hold a press conference announcing her decision on January 21st. Now let's do a COVID update. In vaccine news, the federal government is in talks with Moderna about giving half doses to speed up immunization efforts. This is based on evidence that showed that Moderna's vaccine gives identical immune response when half doses are administered in people between the ages of 18 and 55. Ultimately, the decision will rest with the FDA, although Dr. Fauci weighed in and implied that it may not be the best idea to give half doses, saying, My feeling is let's do it the way the clinical trials have instructed us to do it, but let's get more efficient into getting it into people's arms. And let's be honest, we're pretty desperate for that efficiency, as the U.S. death toll has officially topped 350,000, which translates to more than 1 in 1,000 Americans dying from coronavirus. Also, this past weekend, the substantially more transmissible strain from the UK was found in Florida, so you can expect it to overtake the entire state shortly. This revelation about the new variant conveniently coincides with this past Saturday, which happened to be the busiest air travel day of the pandemic yet. The Pope also weighed in on what he thinks of your travel instas on Sunday saying, They are good people, but didn't think about those who are staying home, of the economic problems of many people who have been hit hard by the lockdown, of the sick people. They thought only about going on holiday and having fun. This pained me a lot. For our last story, we have an update in the December 22nd shooting of Andre Hill. Content warning for graphic descriptions. Andre Hill was a black man who was fatally shot by police officer Adam Coy in Columbus, Ohio. Coy was fired last Monday and faces an independent criminal investigation by the DOJ. And new body camera footage was released last Thursday that gave more insight into the case. For context, if you haven't heard the background of this story, officers were responding to a disturbance call when they saw Hill walk into an open garage and that it quote-unquote didn't appear he lived there. Body camera footage shows Hill complied with Officer Coy's command to come out of the garage while holding his cell phone in his left hand, but that they could not see his right hand. Coy claimed that he yelled, there's a gun in his other hand, and then shot Hill. It turns out Hill was not actually holding a gun, and the body camera footage did not capture audio until after the shooting. After shooting Hill and realizing that he was not armed, Coy handcuffed him but did not perform first aid or provide any medical care. The footage shows an unidentified woman coming out of the home saying, he was bringing me Christmas money, he didn't do anything. According to CNN's reporting, Hill's family described him as a kind man with various interests, including chess, cooking, and helping his family with projects around the house. The story is developing. 
Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you want more of my news content, follow me on Instagram at Sammy. Also be sure to follow and subscribe to the Betches Up podcast for more in-depth discussion of today's news and follow the Betches Up on Instagram. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.